Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series on the Book of Romans, with this message entitled, Unending Thanksgiving for Undeserving Mercy. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 9, verse 25. Now, here's our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Let us pray, Heavenly Father, open your word to us, O God. We are a people who need your Spirit's enlightenment. Grant us wisdom that we may focus on the word that we will not sleep in your presence. Make our mind alert that we may discover wonderful things out of your holy word. For this we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I'm going to preach from Romans 9, 25 through 29. And there is going to be an introduction. And there will be an exposition of the text. Consisting of two points. The inclusion of the Gentiles. And the exclusion of the vast majority of Israelites. And then there is going to be an application. And you have to pay attention to it. So the truth can finally be what? Applied. What is the first thing, sir? Introduction. Unending thanksgiving. For the miracle of grace, miracle of grace. Only true Christians have reason for unending thanksgiving because of the miracle of grace that brought about our eternal salvation. St. Paul says, Thanks be to God. For his indescribable gift. Indescribable gift of Jesus Christ. And his gift of righteousness. An unbeliever can only thank himself. For his good harvest. We thank God for our great salvation. Through Jesus Christ. The Bible says. He who has the son. Has. Eternal life. Friends understand this. We were like Sodom and Gomorrah. Fit for total destruction. But because of God's mercy. Because of the miracle of divine grace. We have been spared. Mercy there was great and grace was free. Pardon there was multiplied to me. There my burdened heart found liberty on Calvary, sir. Calvary. So we give unending thanks for undeserving mercy. So before the throne of heaven... 
They sing in a loud voice. They sing, worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. And in Revelation 7 verse 12, they say, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength. Be to our God forever and ever. Amen, sir. What are you doing? Complaining? Unhappy? Miserable? Baptized in lemon juice? Showing everybody your misery so that everybody can take care of you. In Romans 9, we read how St. Paul is grieved because his Fellow Jews, the vast majority of them have rejected Jesus, their Messiah. They are outside of the kingdom of God. They are under divine wrath. The question then is, has God's promise to them failed? Has God's covenant to them failed? Has God failed them? And he answers, In the negative, because we are told all Israel is not Israel. Even so, friends, all professing Christians are not Christians. All Jews are not children of promise. All Jews are not elect. All Israel are not vessels of mercy prepared in advance unto glory. Most Christians and Israel are objects of wrath. All Israel do not belong to the remnant who alone experience divine salvation. Friends, salvation is of the Lord. It is according to God's purpose in election. God's mercy does not come to all sinners. For we learn, I will have mercy on whomever I will have mercy. And salvation, we learn, does not depend on man's desire or effort, but on God's mercy alone. On the vast majority of the sinners of the world, Jews and Gentiles, God displays his wrath as he did upon Pharaoh. They are vessels of his wrath prepared for destruction. Few are chosen from all eternity according to his purpose. To be vessels of his mercy. Prepared in advance. For glory. So Romans 9 verse 24 reads. Even us whom he also called. Not only from the Jews. But also from the Gentiles. And as, as the prophets of Hosea. And Isaiah had spoken in the 8th century BC. This is not a surprise. 
that very few Jewish people came to know the Messiah. It's already predicted by God through these prophets. This salvation of the Lord does not depend on our physical descent, ethnic connection, or even our faith. It depends upon God's discriminating, saving mercy. Israel's presumption was every Jew being Abraham's descendant will be saved. You read John 8. And every Gentile being a sinner and a dog will not experience salvation. But God's will is revealed in Hosea 2 verse 23 and Hosea 1 verse 10. And Isaiah 10 verse 22 and 23. And Isaiah 1 verse 9. St. Paul quotes all these four scriptures. And these scriptures which he quotes tell a different story. Different from what Jewish people thought God would do. A different story which agrees with the reality Paul was witnessing in terms of people's response to the gospel. In chapter 13 of the book of Acts, let me read it to you on the next Sabbath, Acts 13, 44 to 52. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. When the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and talked abusively against what Paul was saying. Then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly, we had to speak the word of God to you first. Since you reject it and do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life, we now turn to the Gentiles. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honored the word of the Lord and all who were appointed to eternal life believed. That is, friends, many Gentiles believed the gospel. And only a few Jews embraced the gospel. Paul says that we are not to be surprised at this. Because this reality was prophesied long ago. By the prophets. The view of the Jews. That they all will be saved and no Gentile will experience salvation. Was a grand delusion. Even so most professing Christians. Are not going to be saved on the last day friends. Their life and doctrine prove this. They are foolish virgins. The door will be shut for them. Those who travel on the broad way. Will not arrive at the kingdom of God. They shall hear the terrible command. Depart from me you wicked rebels. Jesus said only few will be saved. The elect. The vessels of mercy. Who are watchful in terms of their life. And their doctrine. Matthew seven thirteen and 14, enter through the narrow gate, for the wide is the gate and broad is the road 
that leads to destruction and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life and only few find it. So let us thank God today because we are objects of mercy prepared in advance unto glory. Friends, glory is our destiny. Not hell, fire, agony, torment which the rich man experienced. Our destiny is glory, eternal life, joy unspeakable and full of glory. We are destined and invited to the celestial feast with God triune. Then I heard what sounded like a great multitude, like the roar of rushing waters. And like loud peals of thunder, shouting, Hallelujah! For our Lord God Almighty reigns. Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory. For the wedding of the Lamb has come. And his bride has made herself ready. Yes, verse 24 of Romans 9, even us. Whom he also effectually called not only from the Jews, but also from the Gentiles. This was God's original plan. When God chose Abraham, what was the original plan? That in him, that is in his seed, even Jesus Christ, all the elect of all the families of the earth be blessed with eternal salvation. So Jesus said to his disciples to go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. God's son, our Lord Jesus Christ died and rose again for what that repentance and forgiveness of sins be preached to all nations. Even us, St. Paul says, Jew and Gentiles. The church consists of all the elect of all the world. So we heard the gospel. The gospel call. Somebody came to you and spoke the gospel. So we heard the gospel call, the effectual call. Thank God. For he granted us repentance and faith. We repented. We believed. We are justified. We are adopted under the family of God. So we pray. Our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. And the exposition. Point number one is what? The inclusion. Of many Gentiles. Romans 9, 25 through 26. Quoting from Hosea 2 verse 23 and 1 verse 10. As I already told you, the Jews excluded the Gentiles. Even though God called the Jews to be a light to the Gentiles. But Paul says, you Jews, you discriminate, you exclude. But God does not exclude. God includes All the families of the earth. There is a wideness in God's mercy. God so loved the world. 
May God help us to open our hearts wide to love God's church. To love all whom God loves. May God help us to shatter all our prejudices that restricts. You may wonder, if you are intelligent, you may wonder, how can Paul cite these Hosea passages to prove that God saves the Gentiles? Because when you read these texts in context, they speak of the salvation of the ten tribes of Israel. Well, what's the answer? First of all, the same Holy Spirit that inspired the prophet Uzziah inspired the apostle Paul. So the apostle is giving us the true meaning of these texts. And they speak also of Gentile salvation. Remember the story of Uzziah. The prophet was asked by God to marry a woman of ill repute. Gomer was an unfaithful wife who bore three children to Hosea. First one, his son Jezreel means scattered. The second was a daughter, Lorohama. Probably Hosea took one look and said, not mine. Lo Ruham. The third was a son. He took another look and said, What? Not my people, not mine. And then she left Hosea and lived a wicked life and was reduced to extreme poverty. She finds herself as a slave to be sold in the slave market. God to demonstrate his love for unfaithful Israel asked Hosea to go and buy her back that is redeem her people were bidding for her Hosea was the highest bidder the redemption price was 15 shekels of silver and a homer and a lethek of barley She was brought home and she was told to live faithfully and Hosea loved her. This is to demonstrate God's love for wandering sinners. Friends, God loves sinners. Jesus came to seek and save only sinners. Not silver and gold he paid as redemption price, but his own blood. He invites weary sinners that he may give them the rest of eternal salvation. The idea here is this, if God saves Israel who became pagan and apostate, if he saves Israel who became like the Gentiles, Even worse than the Gentiles, he can also save the Gentiles. That's the argument. So St. Paul applies these Hosea passages to Gentile salvation because it is the correct view. It is the Holy Spirit intended meaning. Jesus saved the Canaanite woman. 
as well as the Gentile centurion, he remarked that these Gentiles had what? Great faith. The Gentile jailer asked, what must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Jewish sinner. Gentile sinner. There is only one requirement. Repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Israel became pagans, idolaters, apostates, covenant breakers. They became not my people. They became not my loved one because of their rebellion. Every Jew and Gentile stand before God as sinners, helpless, ungodly, and enemies of God. They are low Ruhama and low army, not loved, not my people. But to the same people, God shows mercy to the elect of sinful Israel and sinful Gentiles. Some, not my people, are becoming my people. Some, not my loved ones, are becoming my loved ones from all the families of the world the Gentile sinners are being saved by divine mercy you read how Cornelius a Gentile centurion his friends and relatives heard the gospel from Saint Peter and were saved they were low me. God made them army. They were low Ruhama. God made them Ruhama. In Luke 14, 23 and 24, you read the story of a feast given by a person. Certain people were invited and they all gave excuses. The invited Israel refused to come to the feast. They all had their excuses. They were self-satisfied and self-righteous. So God invited the poor, the crippled, the blind, the lame, the Gentiles are coming for the feast. They are enjoying the banquet of salvation which Jesus prepared by his life and death and resurrection. Their sins are forgiven. They are justified and adopted. And they are destined for eternal glory. Even today the self-sufficient and self-righteous reject the call of the gospel. Like the Laodiceans. They are saying we are rich. And we lack nothing. Friends, not only Paul applies these Hosea texts to Gentile salvation. Peter also does the same thing. First Peter 2, 9 and 10. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And now. Once you were not a people, 
But now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. I say he is writing about the Gentiles. First Peter 1.14, as obedient children do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. First Peter 1.18.4, you know that it was not with perishable things such as silver or gold that you were redeemed. From the empty way of life handed down to you from your forefathers. Or First Peter 4, 3, 4 and 5, 4. As you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans chose to do. Living in debauchery, lost drunkenness, orgies, carousing and detestable idolatry. Or look at St. Paul speaking about the Gentiles in Ephesians 2. Therefore remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called what? Uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision. Remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from the citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. That's a clear description of your mother and your uncle and your father and maybe you without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. Ephesians 2.19, consequently you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. Ephesians 3 verse 6, this mystery is that through the gospel the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. Jesus, friends, saves sinners. Only sinners. Jewish and Gentile sinners. And Jesus saves only the worst sinners. Let us praise God that he saved us. The worst Gentile sinners. And a few Jewish sinners. But what Paul says is true. Few Jewish people are being saved. Point number two is the exclusion of the vast majority of the Jews. St. Paul quotes Isaiah 10, 22 and 23 and Isaiah 1 verse 9. To prove God's rejection of the vast majority of the nation Israel. Paul is grieving. But he is not surprised why few Jews believed in their Messiah. Paul says that this reality also was prophesied by the prophet Isaiah, who prophesied also in the 8th century. Friends, 8th century BC was the glamour age. The golden age in the north and in the south. People were being devoured by the termites of moral and spiritual depravity. The disease of material prosperity was 
spiritually killing them off. The people of God were fascinated with paganism and idolatry, especially sexual immorality. The Bible is rejected outright. God of the covenant forgotten. Friends, that culture was similar to our culture today. But the prophet sees bad times coming and he cries out as he sees God's judgment coming that would wipe out the vast majority of God's people. The promise to Abraham was fulfilled. His descendants became like the sands on the seashore. Vast multitude of people. Watchman Isaiah cries out, danger, danger, sword and destruction. Notice, he cries out. That's what you parents should do. That's what this pastor is doing. That's what the elders are doing because we see what is going to happen. True pastors still like Micaiah and Isaiah cry out with great passion and clarity. Danger! Repent and be saved. Isaiah cries out that only the remnant will be saved from the coming wrath and divine judgment. What is the theology of the remnant? The remnant is that which remains after the harvest. The few olives that remain on the top branches which people fail to harvest. They are the elect of God. The 7,000 in Israel who did not worship Baal but remain faithful to Yahweh. Friends, only the remnant will be saved from the danger of divine judgment. So Paul says in Romans 11 and verse 5. So too at the present time there is a remnant chosen by grace. We are impressed when 40,000 people come to hear man exalting positive sermons of a false preacher who tells them how to achieve success by making more money. You need happiness. Make more money. Money will buy happiness. What really happens is these false ministers take their money and enjoy a good life totally unaware of the danger that is coming. The prophets of the old preached the truth and they were killed for it. I say therefore the vast multitude of so-called Christians will not be saved in the end. This text says only the remnant who believes the true gospel and live a holy life will be saved. Rise up, O preachers! Cry out this truth and command the remnant to repent and be saved. The question is, are you a remnant? Are you an elect? Are you chosen by grace? Then you will be saved. You will not bow down to Baal, to money, to power, and prestige this world gives. 
Instead your knees will bow to Jesus Christ, the Lord of the universe. Your mouth will boldly confess him alone as Lord of your life. You will delight in his preceptive will revealed in the Bible. Together with other saints, you will travel on the highway of holiness. You will travel on to Zion and you will all arrive in the city of the living God. Isaiah named one of his sons Shear Yashub. Means a remnant shall return. A remnant shall be saved. Are you a remnant, sir? Do you repent? Do you believe? Do you delight in the gospel? And do you live a holy life? That's the issue, sir. Or are you confused about the gospel after all these years of preaching? Are you still confused about it? Everybody is a Christian. Every church is God's church. Everybody is going to be saved. A big preacher said, all people unconsciously believe in Jesus. That's a lie. Are you remnant then return to your mighty God by repentance? He will receive you. Multitude may call themselves people of God. But God would say to them, Lo ami, lo ruhama. But to the remnant, the elect few chosen by grace, yes. Yes, they are sinners. They are under God's wrath, yet God shows them mercy. God saves them because Christ paid fully for their sins. Yes, Jesus came to his own and his own what? Received him not. What Isaiah predicted was fulfilled. And look at verse 28 of chapter 9. For the Lord will carry out, that is with the majority of God's people, will be destroyed. For the Lord will carry out his word, his purpose, his sentence upon those who are not the remnant, the non-elect, with speed and finality. That's what you can look forward to. We look forward to glory. And they look forward to total and utter destruction. That happened in 721 BC, 587 BC, 70 AD, 132 AD. Study history and you see what happened. They will be utterly destroyed. Friends, all of us are sons of Adam. We are sinners under God's wrath. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Friends, we are not very nice people. You go home and read chapter 3, verse 10 through 8, that St. Paul proves the utter depravity of every son of Adam. There is none righteous. There is none understands. There is none good. There is none who seeks God. There is no fear of God before their eyes. And the wages of sin is death vast majority of the people of God whether Jews or Gentiles or Christians will never experience salvation 
That's why we are told make your calling and election sure. Look at Matthew 8, 11 through 12. I say to you, many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subjects of the kingdom will be thrown outside. Instead of the Jewish people, think about Christians. We are the subjects of the kingdom. What's going to happen will not agree with our own delusionary idea. Matthew 21 verse 43. Therefore I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you. And given to people who will produce its fruit which is obedience of faith. There was the great wickedness and God brought flood. And what happened, sir? Eight people were saved. There was Sodom and Gomorrah. God rained down instead of water, fire. Three people were saved. Isaiah 1 verse 9 tells us only few are going to be saved. All including the remnant deserve to be destroyed, wiped out from the face of the earth. So we read, unless the Lord had spared the remnant, we would have become like Sodom and Gomorrah. Thank God, God spared by not sparing his own son. Friends, let me say you, in the same family, some will be saved. Others will not be. What God promises he fulfills. It's not empty threat and empty promise. Study history of the world. Also study biblical history. And St. Paul says, therefore know what the goodness and the severity of God. Consider therefore the kindness and sternness of God. Sternness to those who fell. But kindness to you provided that you continue in his kindness. Otherwise you will also be cut off. Only the remnant will be saved. Understand this and tremble before God. For our God is a consuming fire. Only the remnant will be saved. Yet look in Revelation chapter 7 verse 9. After this I looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. From every nation, tribe, people, language standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. A great multitude of remnant saved people from all the families of the earth. Friends, Romans 9 verse 29 tells us that it is God's sheer mercy that spared the remnant. We were like Sodom and Gomorrah, most wicked Gentile cities. Israel became like them. In fact, Jesus says they were worse than Sodom. And Gomorrah. Matthew eleven twenty three 23 and 24. Without God's saving intervention. All of us would have been. Annihilated. 
the lord almighty the lord of the universe saved us by his great mercy and love this undeserving mercy shown to us demands that we live forever in unending thanksgiving thanks be to god for his indescribable gift in god's mercy he saved you he saved me chief of sinners he will save today everyone jew and gentile who repents and believe in the only savior jesus christ he has a saving plan from all eternity some application friends the word of god can be trusted what the prophets prophesied was fulfilled the view that every jew will be saved being descendants of abraham and every gentile will not be saved is false even so the popular notion that every professing christian will be saved is false only the remnant will be saved only the elect will be saved therefore make your calling and election sure examine yourselves and see whether you are in the faith watch your life and doctrine closely enter through the narrow gate of jesus christ and travel on the narrow way that leads to eternal life not the secular way of selfism and self indulgence unlike demas fight the good fight finish the race and keep the faith proving yourselves to be faithful remnant friends number 2 god fulfills what he promises for instance it says seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you as well do you believe that yes. do you believe that yes. it is true every yes. promise he made is true yes. Psalm 34 verse 9 fear the lord you his saints for those who fear him lack nothing that's what the bible says believe it sir and prove that God's word is true. 1 Samuel 2 verse 30 Those who honor me I will honor. Believe it. Yeah. Honor him. He will honor you. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20 No matter how many promises God has made they are yes in Christ. Friends understand all are not going to be saved the vast majority are not going to be saved. in the same family god hated esau but he loved jacob be humble and repent when your christian friends and leaders minister to you the last hiding place of a scoundrel is what conscience and i counsel you humble and repent when your christian friends and leaders minister to you proving your calling and election stay away from churches where gospel is not preached and holiness is not practiced churches without orthodoxy or orthopraxy churches where crowds go they are told you are very beautiful you are brilliant you are powerful you can do anything believe in yourself you all hindus muslim christian pagans you all unconsciously believe in jesus 
So when you die, you all will go to heaven. And they say, it is true. The prophets demanded it. To repent. John the Baptist demanded it. Jesus Christ demanded it. The apostles demanded it. And Pastor Matthew demands it. But, they say, they were ignorant of the new truth. That every man is born good and getting better. They were ignorant. That we only need to trust in ourselves. Listen to this, friends. Let's thank God because we are not the unbelieving multitude. Because of God's mercy, we are the believing remnant. Number two, we are the called. God called us effectually to his feast. We are the church, the ecclesia. Let's praise the Lord. Once we were not God's beloved ones, but now we are the beloved of God. Now we are the sons of the living God. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us to glory in our destiny. We are your sons, your people, your loved ones. And we now call with confidence our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio with this message entitled Unending Thanksgiving for Undeserving Mercy. Come back soon for more transforming Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.